Well, hello there. I'm Jim Harrington. It's another day. Yes, it is. And I'm Bill Knight. I hope everything is going well for you today, sir. Everything is hunky-dory, except for all the political stuff, which we're going to talk about for the oh, next yeah. hour or so. Um, you mentioned something just before we started the show, and I didn't... I missed it for some reason. The railroad strike, Bill, it's uh, on the verge of uh, falling apart, like we talked about yesterday? Yeah, it's it's still on shaky grounds, you know, and they really aren't happy with it, although all in all, over the next couple of years, they mm-hmm. basically get a 24% raise, which is big. Now, how big is the railroad union? Well, there's 50,000 workers, all right? Yeah. So in the scheme of things, that's a lot of money, but it's maybe not as significant as what I'm about to tell you. See, there are other critical contracts in the UAW uh, that are on the brink of just walking out, maybe today, tomorrow, next week, next month, but walking out. Uh, UPS, we really, besides Amazon and FedEx, you depend on UPX or UPS. Now, there's 350,000 employees, and they're going, wait a minute, we, 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 we had a tentative contract that we didn't ratify several years ago because we ain't happy with it, and we sure as hell are not happy with it now. So they're looking, you know, in the very near future to say, screw it, we're off the job. 350,000 people. You know, with the if the railroad thing sinks, that's nearly a half million people. But wait! Wait, 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 wait. There's more. But wait, there's more. The airlines, they're going, oh, things aren't so good over here either. We're not happy. Wow. There's 150,000 of them. So the airlines, which, you know, Buttigieg is doing a great job of trying to shut down. They're just saying, hey, you know what, Pete? We can do it ourselves. Give us more money. 150,000 folks there uh, that, that will be looking for better deal as everybody is. Now, what could be worse? Now, you know, you've got basically the entire, I don't know, transportation. Into, oh, wait, wait, wait. That's right. The auto workers, 150,000 of them are going, oh, no, 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 no. No, we're not happy with our deal either. And I'm not making this up. This came out yesterday afternoon. Wow. I was going like, wait a minute. If even one of those adds to the the soiree. It's yeah. terrible. But if all of them all go, wait a second, it. auto workers, UPS, auto workers, and UPS. the railroad could all happen like at the same basic time. All all in the in, well, it could happen any day. It could happen any week, month. But it's you know the the railroad workers, fifty thousand people kind of have a contract and eh, they're just kind of moping along. I think it was a band-aid and everyone knows that to get through the midterms. Yeah. What they didn't tell you is that UPS 350,000 people in the same boat. The airlines 150,000 people in the same boat. The auto makers 150,000 people in the same boat. There's 700,000 right there at the uh, railroad that's 750,000 people. That's damn near, you know, a million workers that'll just go, yeah. Oh not wow! Happy with things. Any and one of it, those, any one of those would be crippling. All three of mm-hmm. them would be devastating. And would there be a ripple effect? Because, like UPS, the airlines, the sure. automakers, could well, Bill, FedEx, Bill, auto companies, right? 
it's not just the, the factories themselves that they interfere or interrupt, rather. It's right. all of the companies that send stuff to the factories, the parts companies, the uh, supply companies, all those the companies that feed, that-, yeah, that feed those companies. They're all going to have problems because of a strike. Wow. Yeah, uh, how about the, the, uh, all of the dealerships around the country that sell cars? All of a sudden, they won't be able to get their cars. Well, now... Because of inflation, and see, that's another thing that Mm -hmm. people don't realize what's about to happen maybe this week, but cars are, you know, the value of your used car. I mean, yeah, you know, I I drive, uh, I I got a Cunardly in the garage, a Cunardly roll. But but I, you know, two years ago, it was only worth 500 bucks, but now (laughs) that's a $10,000 vehicle there. It's a beauty. It's a (laughs) Cunardly. You know, you're going to be proud pushing <laughs> yes. that baby down the street and yes. tell it. When, when people come by, jump in hey, but listen, and just sit there and smile. If the left gets their way, if it's a gas canardly, it'll yeah. be illegal and you won't be able to use it. Yeah, well, then it's a collector's piece. But either way. <laughs> and it goes up in value there, too. Yeah, but see, what's happening is the Fed is about to do a major, one of the biggest hikes in 40 years on the rate, which means credit cards, mortgage rates, Mm -hmm. everything is going to go through the ceiling. Did you see where Joe's having a hard time replenishing the reserve that he depleted, the oil reserve that he gave to China? He's He's having a very difficult time. He's, I think the price per gallon when the fuel went in there originally was like uh, a third of what it is now. I mean, oh, yeah, but he doesn't talk it. about these things. He just goes on. I got a couple of cuts from Joe, but first, before we we uh, we listen to Joe uh-huh. and his get and, and learn from his wisdom, I have uh, Jim Jordan on uh, Tucker Carlson's show yesterday. Uh, he told Tucker the um, an agent, a whistleblower, says the FBI is cooking the books and making it seem like there are cases all over the country. When the cases are all from the single black swan event of January 6th, meaning the FBI is trying to make it sound like there are terrorist acts developing all around the country and they're getting bits and pieces of these different, and when actually it's all coming from one thing. Well, they got caught with a piece of paper I'll tell you about after you do your audio okay. on the Mar-a-Lago. Okay, listen to this. Well, we think he's we think he's being straightforward. We think he's as honest. We think he's a brave guy for coming forward. And I think the way I view it in my mind is, Tucker, they're juicing the numbers and they're cooking the books. And they are so focused on this, they're willing to pull agents from child trafficking cases to foster this narrative that you talked about, that Joe Biden in front of Independence Hall with the red background clenched fist talking about half the country being extremists. So remember, we've had previous whistleblowers who came to us and said that they were being pressured to label cases as domestic violent extremism. This whistleblower came forward and talked to us about how they're cooking the books, making the numbers seem that there are cases all over the country, when in fact they're all related to January 6th. And now what's happened today, we learned that this newest whistleblower is has been suspended from his job. So there's retaliation going against this guy for coming forward and telling us what's going on. So the administration is doing this because there's really no one to push back. I mean, corporate America is completely on their side, the entertainment business, the media, 
and of course the entire Congress. If Repub Democrats think they're going to win both houses, keep both houses, they just announced today we're going to keep both houses. Yeah. I if that were are. to happen, well, I hope it doesn't, of course. But if it were to happen, yeah, it feels like they would double down and start putting a lot of people in jail. No, you, and you, you, that's, what, that's why this election in 50 days, Tucker, is so darn important. The way you send a message is put Republicans in, in charge, and then what we have to do is get tough. We've got to be committed to getting the truth to the American people. We've got to be committed to any and every, every remedy we can come up. Nothing should be off the table when it comes to reining in a political justice department, which everyone knows is now the case. I mean, think about the last six weeks. Joe Biden raided the home of a former president, took the phone of a sitting member of Congress, the inspector general at the Justice Department, assisted in imaging the phone. He's supposed to be the independent oversight of the Justice Department. And oh, by the way, he also signed legislation which is going to unleash 87,000 IRS agents to come harass we the taxpayer. That happened in six weeks, for goodness sake. So yeah, this election is critical when it comes to America's freedoms, liberties, and the Bill of Rights. All I can say is that anybody who votes for a Democrat this election and then complains during the next two years <laughs> should be Hit with a wet, soggy noodle several times. Soundly. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, actually, it's probably a good point uh, before I uh, tell you this story that goes with that. Uh, since uh, he mentioned we got to get out and vote, mm -hmm. uh, kind of as a cue for uh, we do have a new toll-free number that will go online today because I'm sitting here with the paperwork for it. Mm -hmm. uh, but, uh, yeah, it's going to change to uh, 844 Oh, what's that phrase? Let's vote. That's it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Actually, the E at the end is insignificant, but we added it because it sounds good. Because yeah, to say yeah. let's vote doesn't make any sense at all. Uh, Biden be good. Oh, vote for vote. me. Vote for me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, uh, but, that uh, number, Bill, is what? 844-538-68. Uh, I'm sorry. 844-538-7868. That's yeah, our new number. which is also an easy phrase to remember. But, you know, if you like to spell words, yes. uh, we are connecting the dots that way. Now, back to the uh And now, back to our documents. show. <laughs> now, back to the show. Thanks for that plug-in. Uh, the documents. Apparently, um, you know, when Reinhardt signed off and everything, and uh, mm -hmm. they were going, oh, yeah, well, you know, we got these documents, you know. We got some financial records here. Oh, we got the good one right here. Here it is right here. Turned out it was uh, fake. They 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 were stuffing fake documents, and it was a fake. Wait a financial... second. Uh, you're not talking about the ones that they laid out on the floor. I don't know which one it the was. The ones that were shown in the picture. Riddled with spelling. They said phony doc document riddled with spelling and syntax errors mysteriously appeared on Mar-a-Lago court docket huh wow so yeah so they're uh, they're they're just making evidence up they're just making so, stuff yeah, up. They're fabricating stuff which goes back to where they're trying to paint this picture i mean did you know that now if you're a trump supporter uh what is it we're a cult you know they try oh i know to, they're throwing um, all the things at us they, and, you know what and so you know lefties yes yes we are a cult mm -hmm. a cult of democracy a cult of freedom, a cult of people that are fed up with your crap. <laughs> <laughs> he said with a smile. No, you're Damn absolutely right you're did. absolutely correct. I mean, um, what Jim Jordan said is true. If we don't vote the right way in uh, less than fifty days, then we're in for a, 
a lot of trouble between now and 2024. A lot. Yeah. Yeah, it's it, it's it's a pretty sad state. So, yeah, you got to get out. You got to vote. But you can't just vote now. You got to vote only not only the midterms, but in two years. Now, I thought, I mm-hmm. thought that she was gone. I was going to say it yesterday. Oh, no, no. Was, no, no. If, if you're talking about the person I think you're talking about. Where's glasses? Uh, she was once uh, Secretary of State, that one? Oh, no, 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 no. Are you but, thinking but, of that one? Yeah, well, you know, there are two people that you would sit there and think of when it comes to women. Yes. Ah, uh, she's gone. Oh, I she's know who gone. you're thinking about. You're thinking, you're thinking about the one who just got the heave-ho. Yes. She got the well, old, she was shown the old door. Yeah, yes. I thought she was gone, but the bitch is back. So <laughs> Liz Cheney yes. came up late yesterday with a new bill to change the way the Electoral College is voted and tabulated, take it out of the hands of the vice president so we could never have a January 6th again. But it is funny that you mention the Secretary of State because uh, that's the other bitch yes. that's back. She is. we got two bitches. You know, it's, it's interesting. They had this thing called the Clinton Global Initiative. Oh, and it yeah. was in operation for a few years. They made millions of dollars in donations and contributions, and uh, people were saying, uh, what are they doing with it, you know? But no one really held them to account. They were supposed to put money into Haiti, and someone said they put a fraction of the money they raised into Haiti. Now, whether that's true or not, that's up for debate, but I don't think they ever had to really account for it. And then when... The Jeffrey Epstein story came along, and there was a tie-in between Bill and Jeffrey and the Lolita Express. Remember that? The Lolita Express? Mm, yeah, his airplane yeah. that he would fly his people down to uh, his little uh, uh, island. Waray Island, yes, yes. in the Caribbean, where they would enjoy the sun and favors of such a beautiful sanctuary. Oh, uh, yes. yes. The people they had on the list of passengers who flew down to that island. I think Bill Gates was on it. Bill Clinton was on it. Um, I think Alan Dershowitz was on it, although he said he was going down there because he was Epstein's lawyer. So they were going down to conduct. I mean, I would imagine Alan probably has an office in Boston, maybe one in New York too, but uh, uh, by all means, fly down and make a house call. How many lawyers do house calls? I'm just curious. Every time well, I've gone to a lawyer, I've had to go to their office. But that's yeah, and, and you know what? You pay for parking and a lot of time. Well, you pay for the consultation too. You, you imagine do. the bill when they come down to see you. So the Clinton Global Initiative kind of faded away. It, I what, forgot the about the focus it. was taken away from it. Okay, I don't know yeah. whether it was really dissolved, but it became sort of inactive for a while. Well, I guess she figures now is a good time to get it going again, and uh, things have never been better for them. Because they have a TV show in Apple, and her popularity, she would think, is probably better than it's been in years. So they started it again. They started the Clinton Global Initiative, and they did it with a big bang. Clinton. I bet they did. Yeah. And <laughs> Hillary, Hillary, <laughs> I'm not going to go there. Hillary was um, speaking in front of a conference, I guess, yesterday. And uh, she mentioned, of all things, the 2016, she referenced the 2016 election. Like, she she just can't get over it. Listen. Oh, good afternoon. <laughs> Thank 
so very much. I, I'm as excited to see all of you um, as I could be. Please be seated. Uh, we're having a wonderful um, set of commitments and discussions this afternoon. Uh, if you've been to CGI before, welcome back. I ran into somebody who said, oh, I'm so excited. I'm seeing people I haven't seen for five years. I think we all feel that way. You know, the last time uh, CGI was held back in uh, September of 2016, a year that shall live in infamy, um, I think it's fair to say uh, that the world was in a very different place. Yeah, it was. I have to tell you something. I just noticed this. She keeps referencing the Clinton Global Initiative as CGI. CGI is also a term for computer graphic interface. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, and... It, you know, when you see, for example, um, amazing special effects on a lot of movies, that's CGI. That's computer graphics. That's when they've they've actually made the scene come to life in a computer, and they've blended live action with that computer animation. That's CGI. Which what I'm trying to say is, it's phony. Okay, it's not real. The CGI is making something happen on screen that never really took place. And I think it's appropriate that uh, Hillary is calling the Clinton Global Initiative CGI because uh, it's kind of phony, too. Wouldn't you and say? Are, yeah, and I was saying, are you basically trying to say that maybe the election was CGI'd? <laughs> well, it could be. Who In knows? 2020, you know? I think Hillary would probably say she called no. it. You know, she uh, called it a day that will live in infamy. You know, uh, she making the correlation between the 2016 election and, Harbor, and the bombing yeah. of Pearl Harbor. You know, well, her ship did get sunk, didn't it? Now, <laughs> very good, but it wasn't a sneak. Well, in a way, it was a sneak attack. If yeah, uh, if was. you're looking I at mean, from her, her point fat of view, ass sat at the bottom of the sea for a while. I got a bunch of audio that I want to run today, and uh, I don't want to run out of time. A friend of mine in Wisconsin, a strong conservative, good guy, sent me this. It was a video, but I'm going to play for you the audio from that video. And it was put together to point out what happened in a recent election. I guess it was the primaries in Georgia. Now, you know, Georgia is one of those key states that we've complained about the elections being rigged, being uh, doctored, being messed with, you know, during the 2020 right. election. Well, apparently it hasn't changed. And in the 2022 primary, which just happened, what a week or two ago, maybe a little, little longer in Georgia, I don't know, when they had their primary, but apparently it happened again. And now this concern is going to happen in the 2022 election in November, that they're going to have a problem. This is, um, this is interesting. It's only about, uh, how long is it? It's only about two minutes long. But listen very carefully to what the guy is saying. Right now, dozens of people are hand-counting ballots in the race for DeKalb County Commission District 2 after a candidate discovered a problem in the electronic tally. May 24th, DeKalb County, Georgia. Voters went to the polls to vote on a local county commissioner race in District 2 between Lauren Alexander, Marshall Orson, and Michelle Longspears. The end result from the Dominion machine showed Lauren Alexander received 34.67% of the vote. Marshall Orson receiving 41.35% of the vote, and Michelle Longspears receiving 23.98% of the vote. 
In Georgia, if one candidate doesn't get above 50% of the vote total, a runoff election is automatically held between the two top candidates, meaning Michelle Longspears was cut out of the race. But Michelle Longspears felt odd about the numbers, so she visited different precincts to double-check the tallies. And guess what? She noticed that in some precincts she didn't receive a single vote. But how is that possible that a candidate with 24% of the vote total finds precincts where she didn't receive a single vote? While statistically alarming, the real surprise came when she realized there was not one vote cast for her in her own precinct, the same one where she and her husband voted for herself. Spears immediately demanded a hand recount of the results and got one. On June 1st, the results were released, and the difference between the Dominion machine count and the hand count was shocking. After the hand count, Lauren Alexander gained 355 votes, Orson lost 1,298 votes, and Spears actually gained 3,620 votes, making her the new runoff candidate. And here's the best part. When you add them all up, the hand count shows 2,810 votes more than the Dominion machines reported on the 24th. This is huge. I know the audio was not great on that. It was actually better when I when I was watching the video, okay? Right. Uh, but I'm going to explain to you what he was talking about. There were three candidates running for an election in Georgia. And when the votes came in, the, none of them got 50%. In Georgia, you have to reach the 50% mark. To, uh, get the, to yeah. win, you, you know, yeah. If, if all of you were under 50%, then the two highest get to run off and the third gets discarded. So the one that got discarded said, wait a second, how did that be? I mean, I, so she asked for a hand recount of the vote. When she looked at all the votes before they had the hand recount, she didn't get votes in some of the counties anywhere in some of the well, areas, in the, the counties where she and her she husband got, voted. Yeah, yeah. She, including the one where she voted. Right. So she got no votes in some of the precincts where she knew she had votes, including the one where she and her husband voted. So she asked for a recount. She got a recount by hand. And in the recount by hand, she came in not uh, third, but first. And the one, the guy who came in second, got booted. But it just proves that there was manipulation. There was right. fraud. But they say, you know, they're they're doing that now. Trump at his rally saying he needs to be reinstated as the legitimate president. Yada yada and they're going oh, that that fake story he continues to do the false narrative. If there is one, it's like a cockroach. Mm -hmm. You got a cockroach in your house. It's got it's got cousins and sisters and brothers and friends. That's the way it works. The same thing with the Dominion machine, which it has been known to be manipulated in other countries, but we brought it in here, said, oh, it's the best thing around. And now we're saying it's the, we, we got it down. Yeah. Have we you ever noticed, you ever get a tick, you know, first you get a tick, it gets on your skin. If you grab it right away, it's, it's soft. But the longer it's on your skin, the deeper it digs the, oh, yeah. and the harder it is to get rid of it. And that's what happens in my opinion, when you have an illegitimate administration. And the longer they're sitting in that in that uh, Oval Office, the harder it is to remove them. Now, I don't I don't call for violence and I don't call for revolution, but there has to be a legal recourse. And if he has, if Trump has the evidence that he says he has, where he can prove in a court of law that it was stolen. I think now would be a good time to to present it. I think maybe what he's doing is wait, he's waiting, hoping against hope that things will change in November in in Congress and it'll be a more friendly 
Washington environment for him? I don't think if he if he has it right now and he brought it forward, if he has it and he brought it forward, and there is evidence out there, he's not going to get a fair hearing. And no. that doesn't even mean after the election, even if there's a big red wave, because there's still going to be well, a lot of wokeness left. Uh, you've got you to be very careful where you go, because I'll tell you what, this left crew in the deep state, yeah, they're very conniving. They're going to sit there. And they they think ahead of the box. So they're talking about if they have a change in Congress in November, that guys like Christopher Ray will be ch- removed from the FBI, and uh, Merrick mm-hmm. Garland will be impeached. They're talking openly about impeaching him if there's a change in Congress. And I think that maybe the people on the right think if that were to happen and you were to get a more fair attorney general in office. And a, a strong law-abiding director of the FBI, things might uh, be different for him. It might be more favorable. I don't know. I'm just saying that's just me speaking based upon what I see in the news and what's going on. I mean, I, otherwise it doesn't. I hear him talking at his uh, at his rallies about, like you said, about how he should be replace he should be replacing this illegitimate president because he is the actual president of the United States. And I think there are a lot of people in this country who believe that. Millions. Well, I, I think so. You know, the problem that I have with it, why why sit there? You bought a car, but some clown got that car, drove it and wrecked it. And now they're saying, well, you know what? You've been making the payments on this, uh, Mr. Harrington. Here, here's your shiny new car. It's only been test driven by Joe Biden for a year and a half. Uh, he hit a few, uh, <laughs> he jumped a few curbs with it. He ran into a telephone pole, but nothing you can't fix in the short amount of time that you're going to pay it off in. It's, it's not fair if I would, if, if it was declared that he should go back in, it should be a total reset on that clock and change. I agree. I agree. He should get his whole four years. Is that what you're saying? Basically? Yeah. Yeah. I'm saying he gets the whole four years because, and I don't know with everything that Joe has done and let's be honest. He's done a lot of damage. I don't know that you can reverse all of that uh, in in the course of four years. Now, Trump did a lot when he was in the first four years. Things are in great shape. I just don't know that we can sit there and get it all back because Joe, I mean, look at the strategic reserve. Awful. Joe is giving it away. Look, look I, get, I got something right here. President Biden has issued nearly 100 executive orders, which will cost taxpayers up to $1.5 trillion as the national debt nears $31 trillion, according to an expert. That's since he's been in office. $1.5 trillion in executive orders. He's got actually 99 executive orders issued. All he needs is one more for that magic 100 mark. I think he's done the most of anybody. Uh, as those executive orders, you know, he was going to be a fair and uh, a president that would oh, sure. work with people. Yeah, I see how he works. Yeah, screw it. Stroke of a pen. That's eh, the way it is. It's the law of the land. So say Joe Biden. What's interesting is they're going after uh, Ron DeSantis for shipping 50 migrants to uh, to Martha's Vineyard. In the meantime, I think the they they're saying that over two million people have crossed the border illegally. Most of many of them we don't know 
where they are and what they're doing. They talked with Ron DeSantis on Hannity's show yesterday, and uh, he had this to say. It's really frustrating because, you know, you've been covering this millions of people since Biden's been president illegally coming across the southern border. Did they freak out about that? No. You've had migrants die in the Rio Grande. You had 50 uh, die in Texas in a trailer because they were being neglected. Was there a freak out about that? No, there wasn't. You've had criminal aliens get across that southern border and victimize Americans, killing some, raping some. Was there any type of outrage? about that no and then of course we know fentanyl deaths are at an all-time high where's that fentanyl coming from over the it's coming over the open southern border it's only when 50 get put into martha's vineyard which wasn't saying they didn't want this they said they wanted this they said they were a sanctuary jurisdiction these were people who were basically destitute and then put in a situation where they could have succeeded but that was all virtue signaling and not only did they not welcome them they deported them the next day with the national guard give me a break yeah, and by the way, just for the record, this was voluntary. All migrants were put up in hotels, given accommodations. They were fed, they were showered, they were offered haircuts and, and any other services that they were needed, correct? Yeah, not only that, they all sign consent forms to go. And then the vendor that, that is doing this for Florida provided them with a packet that had a map of Martha's Vineyard. It had the numbers for different services on Martha's Vineyard. And then it had numbers for the overall agencies in Massachusetts that handle things involving immigration and refugees. So it was clearly voluntary and all the other nonsense you're hearing um, is just not true. And, and why wouldn't they want to go given where they were? They were in really, really bad shape uh, and they got to be cleaned up, everything treated well, and then put in a situation because, Sean, there are jobs available in Martha's Vineyard. There is lodging available in Martha's Vineyard. Had they lived up to their, what they built themselves at as a sanctuary jurisdiction, they could have absorbed those people without a problem. But here Here's the thing. They said they didn't have housing. They said they couldn't accommodate. Like, let's just say that's true for a minute. Well, what does that mean for these poor towns in Texas? What does it mean for these other places across the country uh, that are seeing influx? What does it mean to these small towns that Biden has dumped so many people in? And so I think what we've been able to do is show that this border is a disaster. Biden has failed on this as much or more than on any other policy. And now people are talking about it. And we want solutions as Americans. We want to make sure that Trump's policies of remain in Mexico can be reinstituted so we can get control over what's going on down there. I think we should point out, you know, they accuse the governors of Arizona, Texas, and me of political stunts in terms of dealing with illegal immigration. But the biggest stunt was Biden coming into office and reversing Trump's policies, not because Trump's policies weren't working. He reversed them because he wanted to virtue signal to his base and he wanted to show that he thought Donald Trump was bad and that's why he reversed it and he reversed it knowing what would end up happening uh, and so he has done he has pulled the biggest political stunt look I think people need to press the case on this in the midterms we know the inflation the economy as you said is going to be a big issue crime is going to be a huge issue but this immigration and border I think is now a front burner issue and I think this is one where Republicans have the advantage without question so run on it and then if we do get majority in the Congress, Sean, they need to do something with that power to hold Biden accountable on this issue. Understand something. Florida is not a sanctuary state. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he was just shipping these people to sanctuary communities, to places like Martha's Vineyard, which 
proudly has signs proclaiming that they are welcoming to illegal immigrants, essentially. Yeah, which is a lie. But, you know, I got two things to say, you know, on that. Number one, uh, they're a sanctuary city. So Mm -hmm. like uh, New York and California, a lot of towns are getting ready to get some big-time federal money. Yes, relief for the quote-unquote asylum seekers. No, (laughs) these are not criminals. They're asylum seekers. Mm -hmm. So I am going to be, you know, I'll be damned if a dollar of our tax money goes to Martha's Vineyard because even if they did welcome them, they but they haven't, they don't need that money, which is being made available very soon by Joe. The other thing is, you know, we're talking about all these asylum seekers coming. Well, you know what happened in Mexico? Was it yesterday or the the night before? A major, major, Oh, yeah, 7.6. Yeah, yeah 7.6. I mean, big one. I mean, buildings held together by toilet paper collapsed. But, yeah, um, yeah. And so what's going to happen to certain people displaced there? Kind of like the Venezuelans? Sure. You know, the criminals that have been set out of out of their prisons? They're going to come up. Oh, we go to America. Yeah, that's true. America, here we come. Asylum. Well, you know, the th- interesting thing about Martha's Vineyard is it, it's an island filled with vacant rooms right now. It makes its business with summer tourism, which is over now, and they still have places open, but those rooms are empty. People have gone back to work. And like I mentioned yesterday, they have ferry boats that come to the island every hour, and they drop off tourists. So... They got 50 free from Ron DeSantis, and uh, they had them packed up and put on buses and had the National Guard come in and escort them off the island. And then yesterday, they were slapping each other on the back, saying, aren't we special? Didn't we do a great job taking care of those migrants who were who were here actually less than 48 hours. I mean, they literally had about enough time to use the restroom and uh, comb their hair, maybe have a cup of coffee, and they were gone, and they were all gone. And they were shipped off to an air base. I think it was Otis Air Force Base. Someone, Someone said Hanscom. Those are two bases up in Massachusetts. They said it was an air base on Cape Cod. The only air base that I know of on Cape Cod, per se, is what used to be referred to as Otis Air Force Base. And people don't talk about this, even with regard to the southern border, but when they have these people bust up and when they have them in dormitories around the country, people forget that at some point they're going to leave those dormitories. At some point they're going to open the doors and they're going to let those people out. And then where do they go? Yesterday, for example, in my neighborhood, I live in a very nice suburban neighborhood, not the highest end neighborhood by any stretch of the imagination, but it's, you know, kind of middle America where I live, right? Yeah. Yesterday afternoon, a guy came by and I'm not going to stereotype, but he came to the door and he, he looked, he looked like a migrant and he, and he rang the doorbell and we don't have a lot of, maybe he could have been anybody actually and the point i'm trying to make is i would imagine there are people who are in this country right now who are kind of lost i mean the migrants they don't know what to do with themselves they've been released from these dormitories they don't know where to go in some cases i would imagine they will figure out, i'm going to knock on the door and see whether somebody can help me out and and i didn't get a chance to answer the door i got it on my 
I have cameras on my house, you know. I oh, I like to see myself entering me. my yes, you know they're they're fancy, they're blinks. You know, I'm not saying everybody who knocks on your door is a criminal by any stretch of the imagination, because some of these guys may be nice people, good people who are just desperate, just in need of help. But um, it's going to get worse with Biden in office. More and more neighborhoods, more and more people are going to see strangers on your doorstep, and then what? Then what? And how many people are going to be hurt because there are criminals in the group? How many people are going to have bad guys coming up to your house and doing home invasions because they want your stuff? Because they haven't got stuff, so you you, they want yours. I think back to Alien Gonzalez and the kid that came over and how that worked. Uh, And then, you know, we took him and shipped him back, and now he is a disgruntled, hates America. Think of all these people, for whatever reason, they're here. Mm -hmm. Good, bad, indifferent. They are here. They've been dropped off here. Martha's Vineyard, they sat there and said, Oh, lobby, we can't have this class of people here. My Let's God. go on the board and get rid of them. Oh, my my goodness. Do a good job. Is we that a new those poor bastards. Is that a new servant? My goodness. Uh, oh. Oh, I, I just saw a busload of strangers on the island. <laughs> yeah, well, so we treat them like doo-doo, you know, and all of a sudden, now I'm not saying to help them out, but what's going to happen is, is that they're going to grow up to hate everything here. And this is going to come back and bite us on the ass. As you, Thank you very much, Joe Biden. As you probably know, yours truly, your cohort in crime here, did some work in the motion picture Jaws. Yes, you did. Which was filmed where? Well, at Martha's, Martha's Vineyard. Yeah. Vineyard. That's yeah, where they yeah, filmed yeah. it. So I had to go down because I was I was desperate to get on, on film. <laughs> there was an opening. I figured I'd get on there. And I had to scramble for a room. Well, one thing they have of, even in the middle of June on Martha's Vineyard, is they have rooms. They do have rooms. I I went down there with no reservations. The first night got a room and uh, in a nice hotel with a swimming pool. And I thought, this is kind of nice. So there are places. These people could have found a place to stay. They could have been housed on the island by these these wonderful rich people, you know. Well, yes, but yes. See, you you had a, an advantage. You were a young, single, yes. good-looking guy, or maybe yes. you were married at the time. But you went in and said, "Any rooms?" Ah, oh, yeah. Oh, look at the handsome young man. He looks like he might have money. Mm-hmm. What do you do? I'm uh, I'm in a movie. It's being filmed here. <laughs> well, oh my God! Yes, you're welcome right yes. in. Would you like, have, yes. have a nice room? Now, you know, if it was me showing up in my holy jeans and uh, you know. Tie-dye t-shirt going, hey, man, you know, I just got off the boat. <laughs> I came up on a bus from Mexico. Yeah. Well, there's another one leaving in about in about uh, an hour. You be on it, all got right? Got any rooms? <laughs> no, no, we're all, there's no vacancies. I'm sorry. Yes, well. And take the bus and get the hell out of here. You know, do you see video of the uh, migrants? They were all, he mentioned this, they had nice haircuts, all nice, They're fresh, all cleaned fresh, up. fresh clothes. They probably haven't looked this good in, in weeks. You know, they having Weeks? made the journey. I'm thinking well, years. <laughs> well, having made the journey up through the desert and stuff like that. And some of these people, by the way, will end up contributing something to some to some area. I mean, I'm not saying everybody who comes across the border illegally is a bad person. Or we need it, to round them up and vet them is yeah, what we need that's to do. Exactly okay, right. Uh, I'm not saying that we can't welcome people in. There's a, there's a right way and a wrong way. So, you know, can the crap there. 
AOC, Biden, and I think uh, that you Elizabeth know Elizabeth Warren and all of you crapolas. A lot of these countries in Central America and in South America who are shipping their people up north, they're actually creating the victims. They're helping to facilitate their move to the north. You know what I'm saying? So in, well, in, they're actually victims on both ends of the trip. I mean, well, there are people in Venezuela who are being rounded up, put on buses, and sent north with the uh, the love and, and kisses from the government of Venezuela. And uh, then they come across our border, and then they're with the you know with Biden in, in office, uh, they're being bussed all over our country. They're still they're victims all the way from the time they get on the bus. Oh yeah, in Caracas. there are victims now, though. Yeah, there are victims. And here's the thought: you're, you're sitting there going, "Well, some of these people can assimilate into jobs." Well, there's only so much. Re- we got a lot of land. Let's face that, but we may not have the resources to feed and clothe, and furthermore. Uh, give these people substantial income. Now, here's a here's a twisted thought. You know, we talked about uh, you know the the railroad workers. We talked about UPS drivers. We talked about uh, the airline industry. We talked about uh, who else is it? There was somebody else on there. The auto workers. Mm-hmm. You know, so let's just look at all these union jobs, and the unions are going, "Hey, it's our time. We're getting money for our people." Well, you know, thank you, Joe Biden. You have potential scabs that'll take those jobs. Thank you very much. And your union workers can sit on the bench. Let's talk about something else which is happening. Drugs are being shipped across our border. Big time. Big time. A Florida police department has announced that they seized enough fentanyl to kill 1.5 million people during a recent drug bust. This is not a series of busts. This is one drug bust. This is in Jacksonville, Florida. This is from the Jacksonville Sheriff's Office. 1.5 million people could be killed. Now, you know, it doesn't take much fentanyl to kill you. You can get it on your skin. Mm-hmm. Just uh, you if can you touch get, it. If, yeah, you can touch it. It'll kill you. I don't understand why they're doing what they're doing with fentanyl. Why are they shipping this deadly poison into our country and making it look like, for example, uh, candy. Yeah, like Skittles. like candy. Why are they trying to kill people? Is that the point? Well, yeah. you got to believe that's so, and we know it's happening, and we're letting it go. So, what does that say about well, uh, if the they're intent? going after Ron DeSantis for shipping fifty people to Martha's Vineyard on a nice airplane with new clothes, all fed? And even with the map of the island, heck, it sounded like it was done by a tour guide, didn't it? I mean, yeah. it, 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 it was really planned. They're, they're going, the left is going after him for that. In the meantime, Joe Biden is allowing all this fentanyl to come across the border. It's not coming from Mexico. For, I mean, it's being delivered through Mexico, but it's being made in China. It's being created by Joe's friends in China. So mm-hmm. if anybody should be in trouble, it should be the guy in the White House for doing what he's doing, for allowing uh, this won't. poison. They won't. Also, he's slide. Uh, I don't know whether you heard about this, but uh, Mike Lindell, you heard about him being stopped last week Oh yeah, in that Hardee's in uh, Minnesota. I guess he was coming back from a hunting trip. Did he ever get his phone back? No, but listen to this. I'm going to let Mike explain this to you. He was on with Steve Bannon on Steve Bannon's show yesterday. Listen. Mike Lindell. The armor-piercing shell. You're going to break some news today. Tell us what's going on. 
Well, everybody, I've been on the phone uh, with today for the last three hours with uh, some of the best lawyers in the country, Alan Dershowitz, um, Andrew Parker, Kurt Olson, amongst others. What can we do with what happened on on uh, with this uh, seizure of my phone, this FBI corruption, and uh, we're suing the United States government and the FBI. And this isn't just to get the phone back. This is this is uh, my first, fourth, and fifth amendment rights were broken in the constitutional right. And uh, this is this needs to go everywhere. We're not gonna put up with this. We're not gonna be the Gestapo like in uh, Nazi Germany. Steve, this is, uh, we're being proactive. I was on the phone with these attorneys. I said, no, I wanna sue, what, what can we do? We got all the lawyers on the phone. They looked up all these statutes. We're gonna go to places where no man has gone before. This will set a precedent. This has to stop. Nobody gets to bash people's door down and you get 40 seconds to answer your door. Nobody gets to corner and take a phone away of a private citizen, their company phone, so they're, uh, and their hearing aids, everything else. It, Everything I had was in that phone of all these businesses, my pillow, my store, Frank's speech, uh, passwords to be able to do money wires that I can't do right now. Those aren't in any cloud. I mean, this has got to stop, Steve, and we're going to do it. Mike, I'm so proud of you. This is why I call you the armor-piercing shell. This is why they're targeting you. You understand this. But listen, the FBI, we know from our childhood and from our youth and all the great things they did. That that's all. That And they got these phony shows on that. That's all got to stop. These phony shows they have on NBC and the MSNBC. Guys, we're going to take your pensions, and we're going to take your security clearances, and we're tired of you whining and belly aching about, oh, they're saying bad things about us. Because you're doing bad things. You're doing evil things. And people understand this. Mike, once again. Mike Lindell's on offense. He's not going to sit there because they're coming for you. They're coming for you. Lindell, tell me one more time. You got Dershowitz. What are you doing specifically about the FBI and about these kick-down-the-door raids? Like I said, we had all the lawyers for over two hours. They might even still be on the phone. I said, I want this done now. We don't get, I don't want this to sit back and everybody go, okay, we might do this or might do that. All the lawyers were in agreement. We're going to go do it set a precedent. We're going on the offense. We're suing the United States government and the FBI. For, they, they broke my rights, my first, fourth, and fifth amendment. And uh, they broke our constitutional rights. We are going on the offense and this is going to stop. The whole world better be watching this because we're going to stop this now. Otherwise, they're coming for all of us. They're coming for you. When I said the comment to the FBI, I said, why don't you just come and bash my door down like you did the people in Colorado like Sharona Bishop? And when that FBI guy says, well, she didn't answer her door fast enough. 42 seconds, everybody. So if they come knocking on your door, you better have a little timer there and get, get it there before 40 seconds is up. It's disgusting. We're not going to let this happen in our country. All because I want these machines, these electronic voting machines gone that help save our country. And this is what you get your um, your privacy invaded and taken away um, a phone. Steve, they could have asked for, they could have said, hey, give us some phone records. I said, and, uh, okay, I don't care. I've already given them out in these lawsuits with Dominion. And uh, instead, they did this on purpose, made a big scene in Mankato, Minnesota, and surrounded <laughs> me like... Humiliate you. 
And by the way, Mike Lindell has nothing to hide. It's not the point about having nothing to hide. He runs his business. That phone is his. That phone no. is his. And what's in that phone is his to run his business. And Ray and Gar- Merrick Garland had to approve this. Merrick Garland had to approve this. Garland, this is why I say there's no substitute for victory. We went on November 8th. That little squirrel Garland's going to get impeached. Chris Ray's going to get impeached or terminated. The way we do this is to punch back at the ballot box. And Mike Lindell is going to take the lead in punching back and using the Constitution of the United States. Mike, I couldn't be prouder of you. I know you're such a good man and such a, your lived Christianity is inspiring. But I know they they mess with the wrong guy. When you you got to go pretty deep in the woods to hit his tripwire. But once you hit it, this guy will never back down. And, and I'm going to tell you, you take, I'm, I'm long Mike Lindell against the FBI. That's Mike Lindell on Steve Bannon's war room yesterday about yeah. the, he's suing him. He's going after him, which I think is a good thing. I think I think he's got to you got to stand up. A lot of people could never afford to stand up. Well, no, they couldn't. And I hope he gets his money back. You know, I'm sitting here looking at the Constitution and the amendments. Mm-hmm. And the thing that strikes me is very interesting. A comparison for the forefathers that wrote this thing and how the left and the the deep state make laws today. You know, most of these amendments, they're all a paragraph. That's it. And yeah. There's not much to them. They're very simple and straight yeah. forward. There's nothing between the lines. You don't have to interpret you, it. It's you know, there. it's like it's like the Ten Commandments. Yeah, right. You know, yeah. Thou shalt not steal. Yeah. There you go. You've committed one sin, you've broken them all. There you go. <laughs> um, so it, it's it's the same thing. But yet, when a liberal, and that doesn't mean you can be a liberal red person too, when you write something, well, okay. We're going to write the law to do this, and we're going to trick it this way, but we need an escape hatch. All right, so we're going to add this sentence, but we're going to write this thing, I don't know, 40, 50 pages, you think? Sure, and and what they they refer to the Constitution on the left usually as a living, breathing document, meaning it's constantly changing. And that's nonsense, folks. The Constitution was written, it is what it is, and it truly isn't up for interpretation. No, it's not. It's very simple and straightforward. If you have never read it or you kind of know it, go to the bookstore, five, eight bucks. You can pick up a pocket copy. And it is kind of nice to have, you know, when you sit there and you hear people talking about it. Wait a minute. Let me refresh my memory. Wait a minute. By God, these people on the right are right. You know, you you know, can can find a copy. You can find a copy of the Constitution on the Internet. Yes, you, got, you can. You, you got a cell phone. You you write in U.S. Constitution in your browser. Boom! You'll get a bunch of different sites that'll give you all the uh, but the you entire document. Don't trust the Wikipedia because they tend to say, "Well, let's rewrite this thing to make it correct for the living." Constitution. Well, it's funny you should say that. There was some information that came out about Nostradamus. We talked about it a couple of days mm-hmm. ago, and right. and the Queen and the predictions. And they were pretty accurate. And so I did a search on the internet to see what they thought of it. And Snopes came up, right? You know, Snopes, the fact checking yeah. site. Well, that is a nonsense fact. Don't believe all of the nonsense you get from Snopes because many times it's woke and it's not accurate. Well, one of the things I've realized, you know, could. Did you vet this? Did you fact check it? You know, you used yeah. to get that all the time. 
So one day I sat there and said, you know, I'm tired of all these cries from the left. It, that's not right. I fact-checked it. I fact-checked it. Well, you know what? I fact-checked the fact-checkers and found out that they were all lefties. So in other words, you're sitting there making up your own poop that you're swimming in. <laughs> you know, come on. Your descriptions are sometimes... Well, that's they... what they're doing. They're, they're walling <laughs> around in, in their own mess. And they're trying to bring you into it. And I'm going, no, I'm not going in there. I see what it is. I see it for what it is. You have to understand about Nostradamus. His quatrains were Mm -hmm. almost written as riddles. And he had to do it that way for a reason. Because he lived in a time when if he wrote the actual prediction clearly, uh, he might have been hung or executed by the king. This is how they... They, the people acted in those days. There was no middle ground. If you did something which the royalty thought was wrong, you could be killed. So when he did his quatrains, he wrote them as parables, as uh, riddles or whatever. And people said, well, how accurate can he be? Because it's left for interpretation. But, you know, one of the quatrains, he talked about uh, a monster of a dictator coming to rise in, in the middle of the 20th century, and, and he wrote the name, I believe he called it Hisler, H-I-S-L-E-R. Mm-hmm. Pretty close to Hitler. Pretty darn close to Hitler. Uh, he was off by a couple of a couple of letters. You know, it'd be interesting sometime to talk about predictions and people that seem to be clairvoyant and into all of this stuff. And, you know, real shortly, you know, you, you talk about time travel and things where, you know, time is like a like a string mm-hmm. that just continues around. So, in other words, what happened 200 years ago right here in this spot where I am sitting is still happening now on diff- a different plane. And what's happening in the future is still happening now. Um, you know, you should write science on, fiction <laughs> Yeah, on a different plane. So, in other words, if somebody's able to kind of cross over, they might, you know, they might be able to get that. I don't know. It would be an interesting topic to talk well, we, about. We, but may, I'm not. we may do it sometime. The guy who wrote the book that they're complaining about, he, yeah. he, he I believe the book was Nostradamus's Future Predictions or something along those lines. And the guy's name was Redding. And Snopes made it out to be that the guy was being opportunistic. He was you know, trying to uh, sell his book at a critical time. What they didn't take into account was the fact that Redding died, I believe, in 2017. So he wasn't alive to see the Queen die. The guy's name is Redding, the author, right? Right. And so he's not privy to uh, what's going on right now. You know, there are people that read cards, and I think they're full of hooey. But, you know, there are people that sit there and go beyond that and... I don't know what to believe or not to believe, but the fact that he died in 2017 would have no knowledge of the here and now and wrote about it and Nostradamus, who is obviously not around now, that... Well, this guy Redding, right, in an interview just before his death in 2017, Redding claimed, quote, virtually every single quatrain has come nearly or completely true, which included the 2008 financial crisis, he predicted that, and the 2015 terrorist attack in Paris. He predicted, some, some will say, oh, it was not really. But he, he predicted the uh, 9-11 terrorist attack. I will predict this. Joe Biden is going to probably, oh, speaking of Biden, mm-hmm. well, I'll say what I'm going to say. 
Uh, I predict that he is going to sit there and come out today and attack the right. You think? Uh, yeah, I think so because I, <laughs> I read a story that he's getting ready to do that. So, well, that uh, would be that would be different. <laughs> yeah, I'm not clairvoyant. Hey, but, listen, you know, we we've run we've run out the clock. You have any, something to add before we? Uh... Well, yeah, just real quickly. Uh, the Queen's funeral yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, both uh, Biden and Jill showed up late, uh, and they left hurriedly because everybody was poo-pooing them, booing them because they just. They they didn't show up fashionably late. They were just late. Well, they and also then, were upset with the fact you know he was heading to the reception, and he yeah. got and his limousine got stuck in London rush hour traffic, and people on the sidewalk were taking videos and giggling, like you know I I, I won't I won't interpret it. Well, but they were laughing a, and giggling at the at Joe. You know, hats and hair pieces are very important for the women. And yes. they're real hats and real hair pieces. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jill had a clip on. It was a fake. And they know how to spot a fake just like, well, you know, kind of like, you know, he's a poser, she's a poser. There you go. And they proved it. They so, were upset, I believe, with the Bulgarian prime minister. He was there in the crowd getting he, – he had the audacity to, to actually pose in front of the casket and have one of his aides take a picture of himself geez. in front of the casket. And – uh, you know, that's a little uh, whatever you think of her. Let her go. She doesn't care anymore. She she left this right. world a week ago and said, "Forget about you guys. I'm out of here." <laughs> exactly. Anyway, we have a new phone number eight four four. Let's vote. It's actually less vot, but we're stretching it a bit. Uh, that's L E T S dash V O T. The number is eight four four five three eight seven eight six eight eight four four five three eight seven eight six eight. Did you, you change also, the email address too? No, we didn't do that because it's mail at itsanotherday.com. As a matter of fact, if we wanted to change it to vote at itsanotherday.com, we could. I haven't well, he, done that, he might do that. Who knows? You never know. He's a, I just might. This guy, Bill, is a tricky guy. <laughs> hey, listen, friends, have a great day. Bill, we'll do it again tomorrow. You stay out of trouble, all right? And that's a big That's a big. Uh, that's a big no. I know. <laughs> that ain't going to happen, buddy. I'm just saying. <laughs> Take care, you know, buddy. I might be broadcasting from jail tomorrow. You never know. <laughs> Quintana.